everybody, this is Pastor Phil with Full of Life Ministries San Diego. Once again, it's a privilege and an honor to come to you guys again in the podcast land. Hope that you guys are having a wonderful week. Uh, God is truly amazing. He's worthy to be praised and honored and glorified. And we're grateful for this day, a day that we've never seen before, never experienced before. But we're in that day, and so we're, we're grateful to God for all these things that he provides for us each and every day. And so, uh, again, thank you guys. I'll probably say thank you so much, but I can't help it. So if it gets kind of redundant, redundant um, charge it to my head and not my heart because uh, I'm very appreciative for you all who are faithfully listening each week to Full of Life Ministries podcast. And again, please continue to share the podcast. That probably won't ever go away because we're trying to make a difference in this world. And it's a joint venture when it comes down to it. It has to do with all of us. It's not just one individual, but it's all of us making a difference to glorify God and to allow his words to touch the hearts of his people. So we're going to get right into the podcast I hope that you guys are really enjoying these podcasts, and I always recommend going back and listening again so you can kind of make sure that you keep some of the scriptures and some of the things that were said in your spirit so you uh, can continue to grow in God. Amen. So uh, let's get right into our podcast for this evening, for today, tonight, whenever you guys are going to be listening to this. This episode is entitled... Guided by God. I'm going to say that one more time. Tonight's episode is entitled Guided by God. You see, people of God, this world is a very complicated place. And if if we, if we be honest with ourselves and if we just admit to ourselves that we all need guidance, some of our decisions are so important that they affect our entire future. You see, most of us are faced with financial issues, health concerns, relational struggles, and all kinds of challenging situations. And maybe we've done everything we can to research a subject, but we're still, we remain confused about what actions to take. We start believing problems are beyond our solution. And perhaps others are asking us for advice and we're not sure what to say. Have you ever been there before? Truth is, we need someone who can give us true and wise counsel. And the only one who never guides us the wrong way is God. It is the nature of mankind to think that our destiny is in our own hands. We believe that what we need to do is to carefully plan our lives and we will be successful and fruitful. Well, certainly, it is wonderful to have parents who look ahead and, and they make provisions for our future. But as the Bible says in Jeremiah 10 to 20, 23, it says, Oh Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walketh to direct his steps. 
O Lord, correct me with judgment, not in thine anger, lest thou bring me to nothing. You see, God guides the steps of his children who seek his direction. But tonight, people of God, I want to highly, highly recommend that we should always seek divine direction. You ask me why, Pastor Phil? Well, I got an answer for you. Because God sees all. <laughs> Amen. You have to understand, people of God, our vision is limited. We do not always know what may be hiding around the corner. You guys remember the story of uh, well it wasn't a story of maybe you guys were you know you grew up like like I did and we used to play hide and go seek you know 5 10 15 20 25 30 35 40 45 50 and then you go up to 100 ready or not here I come now the person who was looking for the people who were hiding didn't always see around certain corners and so they did their best to try to find the person that they were looking for, only to maybe not find them, and then they would lose the game. But in God's eyes, God sees all the things hiding around the corner. Now, James, the fourth chapter, verse 14, talks about, and, and I love how the Bible, sometimes when you read the Bible, you have to kind of place yourself in God's word. And in this particular passage of scripture, it says, you do not know what tomorrow will bring. <laughs> I put myself into the scripture. Phil, you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. You see, in this particular verse, James has spent most of this chapter warning about the wisdom of the world. This includes the attitude of success at all costs and selfish ambition. Now, if you read verse 13, it says, Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will go into such a such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Imagine the declaration of a businessman today or tomorrow. We will. James wants us to hear this statement in the context of his prior points. You see, we should recognize our own arrogance in believing that we are the masters of our own fate. We want to think of ourselves as able to do whatever we put our minds to, especially if that involves gathering for ourselves money or status or comfort or fame. You see here, it is foolish to ignore the fact that we can't see the future. I don't, look, I don't care what kind of glasses you're wearing. You, you, we can't. We can't see the futures. You see, our lives are short and fragile. This doesn't mean never making plans, but rather we should always make plans with the awareness that they can only succeed if God allows them to. Any other attitude is sinful, arrogant, and ultimately short-sighted. We should always seek divine direction. Why, you ask me again, Pastor Phil? Because God not only sees all, 
He knows all. When we commit our lives to the Lord and daily seek his divine direction, then we may be sure that everything in our pathway is working together for our good. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to not our purpose, but his purpose. Well, listen, people of God, we're going to have to stop right there. We need to take a quick commercial break. And I promise you, we'll be right back with the episode entitled Guided by God. Hi, guys. I'm Christopher. You may know me. You may have heard of me. I'm the editor of Full of Life Ministries, San Diego podcast. And I'm here to say that if you like what you're hearing and you would like to donate, you can. Head over to Instagram at PhilGaleHoward and scan the QR code on the second slide of the most recent post. You can use a QR scanning app or you could just point your camera at it if you have another device that has a camera function. And it'll take you to either PayPal or Venmo where you can donate. Now the money is going to be used to provide for the homeless and the less fortunate and those who have been negatively uh, affected by the ongoing pandemic, whether it be job loss or whatever the case may be. It would be greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for your time. All right, we're back. We're back from our commercial break and we're back into our episode entitled Guided by God. Now, I want you guys to understand, people of God, that the Lord has given us a promise of guidance. In Psalms 32, verses 7 through 11, it reads, You are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. This is God speaking. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Be not like a horse or a mule without understanding, which must be curbed with a bit or a bridle, or it will not stay near you. Many are the sorrows of the wicked, But steadfast love surrounds, hallelujah, the one who trusts in the Lord. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. You see, people of God, the first thing that you should notice here is the source of this promise. You see, this verse indicates that the I is God. The Lord is saying that I am omniscient, having complete or unlimited knowledge, awareness, understanding, and perceive all things. He is saying, I, the creator of the ends of the world, I will instruct you, not maybe, not I could, or I would like to, He says, I will. This is a commitment by Almighty God to give us instruction for our lives. Remember this, people of God. When God commits to something, he makes no mistakes. He knows everything. He knows the beginning and he knows the end. Revelations 22 and 13 says, I am the Alpha and the Omega. The first and the last, the beginning and the end. You see, people of God, that's why 
you are where you are and why you are in this particular place as long as you have been in this particular place. See, some of the decisions that we have made in our lives is because of us not following God's instruction. We have to recognize that obedience and disobedience lay solely on our willingness to follow the leading of the Lord. See, in verse 8, this passage of scripture tells us that this is God's way of letting us know that he will guide us to that place of fulfillment, that place of safety, the place of growth. And it's a confidence that we should know that he will never leave or forsake us. And as long as we are following his direction, we will never be steered in the wrong way. Hallelujah. Psalms 33 verses 18 and 19 states, Behold, the eye of the Lord is on all those who fear him, on those who hope in his steadfast love that he may deliver their soul from death and keep them alive in famine. Here in this particular passage of scripture, he watches over us and he guards us from danger. He guards us from those things that will cause devastation and setbacks and problems, creating fears and panic attacks. You see, his eye is in fact upon all men, but it is directed with special attention to those who fear him and trust in him. Right now, I'm going to stop right there because I want you guys to really focus on where is your trust in God? What level are you are right now in your actual trust in God? From 1 to 10, think about it. Some weeks, it's a 10. In other weeks, it's a 2. <laughs> you see, in this particular passage of Scripture, the, uh, it, it states that their security is in the fact that the eye of God is upon them. And that he knows their wants and that he sees the dangers and that he has ample ability to deliver and save them. The only one acceptable for us to fear is the Lord. Fear of man is really a lack of faith in God. God sees and knows who fears him. Now, that word fear doesn't mean to be scared or shaking in your boots or it's not nothing that's dark. It has to do with to revere one God, to honor God, to take him seriously, to look at him in awe because, of he, because he is God. And besides him, there is no other. God is our protector. He guards and he defends us when in danger. And he keeps us even alive in famine. Ooh, famine 
in times of want. He can provide for us when the harvest fails. Now, in the context of what I'm talking about with a famine is, a famine is a widespread spread scarcity of food caused by several factors, including sometimes it's war, sometimes it's inflation, sometimes it's crop failure, uh, population imbalance, or even government policies. But, but I'm not talking about that because the Word of God really goes even deeper than just the physical. It deals with the spiritual. You see, spiritual famine can be caused by lack of prayer life, not reading God's Word consistently, not doing things necessary in order to keep your spirits alive and fresh and energized. God's Word is to provide nourishment that we need to keep our focus and always to defeat the enemy, which is Satan. We have to understand that God wants to guide us. Psalms 34 and 15 says, The eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous and his ears toward their cry. I read that one more time. The eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous and his ears toward their cry. Now here the word for righteous is a word that's actually called, it's called Sadiq. Sadiq, those who are in right standing in God. You see, the word righteous refers to those who trust the Lord for salvation. However, the word carries a denotation as conformity, conformity to a standard. What is your standard when it comes to your daily walk with God? Righteousness in Scripture has two categories of thought connected to it. The first is positional righteousness of man standing before God. The second is the practical righteousness, which is the conformity of a believer's character to God's holy character. You see, both categories are inseparably linked and both categories are in view here. So then this verse 15 is a promise not to those who merely claim to be a believer or a follower of Christ, but those who, whose lives are marked by Christ's likeness. There's always people who profess, but don't actually possess God or possess Christ's likeness. I'm going to say that one more time. There's so many people in our word that profess that they are a Christian, but they actually have not possessed him. Oh, glory to God. When you possess him, then he can guide you and lead you in the right path. And you'll never be the same again. You see, his eyes and ears are focused on you. If people will slight you or neglect you, don't worry about it. Because you have to understand something. Believers know the world will eventually fail them. 
You see some trust in chariots and others trust in their marriage. Some trust in their money. Others trust in their wits. But the believer trusts in the Lord their God and what a well-founded trust it is. See, because some other things will could fail. But knowing that God's guidance will never, ever fail you. Obviously, here in the, in the Psalms, it's attributing human characteristics to God and speaking about his eyes and his ears. Yet the message shines through. God is paying attention to his faithful. I'm going to say that one more time. God is paying special attention to his faithful. I'm going to say that one more time because I want this to get into your spirit. God is paying special attention to his faithful. There is no hint of distraction in this verse. No concept of divided time. You know, he's he rules the world and all those who inhabit his world, but he still has enough time for you to guide you. To God, his elect is everything, and he lays down his life for them as a shepherd lays down his life for a sheep. Being guided by God is everything, people of God. You see, the value of a promise depends on the promiser. The value of the promise depends on the promise, the promiser. A lot of people can make you a promise. <laughs> But God makes a promise you can totally count on him to come through come through for you. And I'm a witness to that. Hallelujah. Now listen, in James the first chapter verse 5, you have to have in order to be guided by God, you have to have a willingness to be taught. James first chapter verse 5 reads if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. It has been said that the knowledge of ignorance is the beginning of wisdom, and recognizing our lack of wisdom is a prudent step to spiritual understanding. Scripture qualifies this by reminding us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and that a knowledge of the holy is understanding. You see, people of God, life is full of pitfalls and snares and it is comforting to know that no matter what trials we may be called upon to face, we can ask the Lord for godly insight and spiritual understanding. And he has promised to give all that is needed for the task. When we understand the significance of allowing God to show us the best way, we can begin to overcoming or passing the various tests that come our way. Productive or successful people throughout history have made mistakes only to receive advice that propelled them to their destiny. 
What frustrates the Lord is when we try to negotiate a better outcome for our lives. And when we are not willing to listen, this is what slows our progress. It's not that it's God's fault. It's us. It's not that he did anything. We chose to negotiate a different outcome for our lives. You see, when God is instructing us, we now can understand truth from error. You see, in this passage, James is particularly referencing the wisdom we need when compassed about by the various various difficulties and dangers we encounter in our everyday lives. There are times when we don't know what to do or which way to turn, but James encouraged those who lack spiritual insight to ask the Lord for the necessary wisdom and not to doubt that he will provide liberally. God knows that we are weak, we're frail, and he knows that the testing of our faith can cause us to complain or murmur or to become unsteady in our Christian walk. And God provides all the wisdom that we need to maintain a steady heart, patient endurance, and an unwavering, uncompromised faith. God delights to give generously to all who ask him. But we must be prepared to ask. Listen, listen, I want you guys to think about when you were in school, maybe you guys are, some of you guys are still in school, some of you guys have graduated, but think about how important the teacher is. Think about some of the teachers that really impacted your lives in your, in your growing up over those years. You see, good teachers are not there to hurt your feelings. <laughs> I thought my teachers were trying to hurt me. They are there to invest facts, truths, and principles into your life so that you will not be ignorant. Ignorance doesn't mean that you're stupid. It means that you lack knowledge. They focus on the principles to teach you for you not to be ignorant of things that can better your way of living. That's what God does. He's our instructor. He wants to teach us things, not to hurt our feelings, but to give us understanding of our future and our potential growth in God. Now listen, God warns those who, who won't listen Oh, listen, 2 Timothy, 4th chapter, 3rd verse. It states, for the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. You see, the time when people will not listen to sound teaching and instead amass false teachers 
was not far away. And, and in this particular passage of scripture, Paul was concerned that after his death, false teachers would arise in Ephesus and turn believers from the true faith into errors and myths. Paul specifically addresses these concerns in this verse. And in and, 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 and the next, it says, would lead people away from God's truth. First, people would grow tired of the true gospel and reject it. They would turn in other directions, looking to replace sound or healthy teaching. This is to be expected when the gospel message begins with a humbling, difficult thought. We are imperfect and in need of saving and guidance. You see, people of God, instead of following godly teachers, people would choose to follow teachers who told them what they liked to hear rather than what was true. The ideal of itching ears may be that of twitching or moving ears that sought something different from the traditional true gospel message. You see, stubborn unreasonable people, unmoving people, people who are difficult to manage, hard to manage, tough. These are the people that God focuses on when it comes to being guided. You see, a horse by nature is wild, ungoverned, unwilling to be caught and made obedient. Or as the mule, which has no understanding, only willing to be governed only by power and fear. So God warns us that this is not the way that we should go looking for somebody to teach us to satisfy our flesh. Because that's what we're always looking for, something to satisfy our flesh so we can do wrong for the sake of gaining something. But when you gain in that kind of manner, you lose in the end. You have to allow God to lead and guide you in all ways. Many sorrows of the wicked. It, it, it causes uh, uh, disappointments of the wicked. It, it, it causes grief. It causes sadness. It causes regret. You see, God does not want any of his children to be in sorrow. He wants us to live life to the highest degree. So let's look at what God wants to do in our life. You see, those who trust in the Lord, the mercies of God are surrounding us. When we understand that we put our trust in, in God, God's mercy surrounds us. God's mercy guides us. His loving kindness will always surround, surround us. It will cover us in the most difficult of times. Having faith or trust in God requires you not to be perfect in your daily activities. Because most of us, we fall short. 
But putting our trust in God connects us with our Lord because when we can get connected to our Lord, that's what sustains us. And that is what carries us to the end. But it all comes down to this people of God here on Full of Life Ministries San Diego. If we'll open up, if we open up God's word, if we open up God's word, he will give us instruction and teaching for whatever situation we're facing. He will also provide the Holy Spirit to guide us in all truth. And guess what? The Holy Spirit will always give us the great insight to present and future plans for our lives. Because guess what? When we follow the Lord's guidance, we have a sense of peace, contentment, and joy, even while walking through trials and suffering. People of God, listen, I want you guys to listen to me really good right now. Being guided by God, you see, many of us have tried it our way. Well, tonight, I want you to hear from the depths of my soul. When you put your trust in God, when you allow him to lead and guide you, it may be difficult and it may be different because you don't quite understand where God is leading and guiding you. But in the end, he works everything out for your good. In Jesus' name, let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this time. Lord, we need you to guide us and to lead us into all truths. God, all the mistakes that we made, all of the errors that we made, even when we were in our quiet time, when we said some things that did not did not help you to understand, for us to understand you. God, forgive us of our thoughts. Forgive us how we try to do things our way. Lord God, tonight, I pray for everyone that, that's under the sound of my voice, that you will just love on them and let them know that you will never leave us nor forsake us. God, give us direction. Give us clear insight to your plans. Help us to follow your direction, oh God. Help us not to be um, drawn by the enemy's directions. Let us not have itching ears because we want to hear things to satisfy our flesh. But in the name of Jesus, God, let us just focus on you because your eyes and your ears are towards those who are trying to live right for you. We give you praise for what you're going to do. Help us to always lean to you and not to lean to our own understanding. Because God, you know, you know all and you see all. And we give you praise for all that you're going to do. We ask all these blessings in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, people of God, that is our uh, episode. We are down another episode. We appreciate you guys listening in, tuning in each and every week. 
Again, please continue to share the podcast. If there's any questions that you may have concerning our ministry or if there's some things that I can help you with in your Christian walk, please don't hesitate to uh, email us through fulloflifesd at gmail.com. That's fulloflifesd at gmail.com. Or you can email me directly at pastorphilled at lovingkindnesswc.org. That's pastorphilled at lovingkindnesswc.org. And please just let me know that you're out there. I appreciate you guys to the highest degree. Again, thank you guys for all that you're doing. If you want to sow into our ministry, um, there's a cash app, Full of Life. It's the dollar sign, <laughs> Full of Life SD, and give whatever that you feel led to give. We are trying to do some great things for the kingdom of God. And also, uh, I'm just going to take a quick uh, prayer for those who are in um, Beirut. Um, they're suffering right now. Over 300,000 families are homeless. Hundreds and hundreds of people have died from the explosion from that one building. Um, the whole whole area is just upside down. So let's just say a quick prayer before we sign off. Uh, Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, you know exactly what they're going through right now. God, uh, touch the people's heart to want to give to any organization that can provide aid and relief for the families that are right now homeless, oh God, for those who are hurting and grieving because of the loss of a loved one. So in the name of Jesus, God, give them strength, give them peace. Oh God, uh, all we can do is just give praise to you and give prayer to you that you can work things out for their good, oh God. Oh God, bless that country, oh God. Touch the leaders, touch all the government officials, all those who will be serving the people. And we'll give you praise in advance for what you're going to do because we know that you will provide the needs that are necessary for that part of the world. And we ask all these blessings in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Again, thank you guys for tuning in. And let's continue to do this in Jesus' name. God bless.